Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver. I am here with my co-host, sister, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. Bet you didn't expect to see us right now. Right, but we had to pop up. Oh, boy, didn't we? Because little Marky Means is at it again. Oh, boy. We talked about this a little last night on Case Updates, uh, but we hadn't seen the uh, the video, so... The filing and <laughs> yeah. So what's the theme for today? I think it's air quotes. <laughs> it's definitely air quotes. Yeah, you'll see why here in a minute. Oh my god. Okay, so here's basically what happened last night. Court TV. I had an exclusive about a filing that Mark Means was putting through. Uh. Accusing the Idaho Health and Welfare uh, branch of impropriety, uh, nefarious doings, actually. Uh, again, accusing Prosecutor Wood of nefarious doings and Brady violations. Always. And always, accusing always. the LDS Church of nefarious doings. So there are a lot of um, there are a lot of victims in this situation, I got to say, because <laughs> No bigger victim than the little Marky Means. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, the first thing I have to say about it is, how did Court TV have that? They had it from Mark Means. Yeah, they had it from Mark Means. You know they did, because he's already done some crap like that, and gone on there and talked, and run his dumb mouth, and, you know, mm -hmm. you know that he leaked it. Yeah. You know he did, because uh, nobody else was able to get a hold of that until this morning. No, and, and this is going to likely be a sealed hearing anyway, because Probably. it has to do with Lori's mental health treatment, and they're mm -hmm. not going to, yeah. This probably would have been sealed had he not spilled the beans on it last night, yeah. and it's probably why he did it, because it's pissing him off that all of this stuff is done uh, behind closed doors, uh, and it is because of her HIPAA rights. I mean, that's, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. She yeah. has the right to medical privacy, right. but it makes him mad, which is interesting because if he didn't, if she didn't have the legal right to medical privacy, he'd be screaming about that. Oh, he would. He just wants, he needs some reason to have some attention on him. He is mm -hmm. such an attention whore. It is insane to me, you know, and he cannot stand that he's been pushed to second chair here and mm -hmm. he's not getting any attention yeah. because even uh, the hearings that, Archibald is in, Means is not in, because nope. Archibald is first chair in this mm -hmm. case now. <clears throat> yep. And you'll it notice Archibald's up. name not on this filing. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> <clears throat> so here's the gist of what happened. At some point uh, in about the middle of October, Prosecutor Wood's office called Archibald's office and said, uh, an attorney, they're saying for the LDS church, you got to use that really loosely. The attorney's name is Daniel McConkie. He doesn't work for the church per se. His firm does represent the church right. in various matters. But They're very famously him. 
for recommending for uh, representing the Mormons. So yes, yeah, but uh, yeah, you got to be a little careful on that designation though, because you know, uh, means is trying to say that he is you know the church's attorney, kind of, but he's not. He doesn't work for the LDS Church. Whatever. Anyway, right. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about him more. I have plenty to say about him, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but at any rate, so, but this is the gist. So he apparently called Wood's office and said, Lori Vallow has called me and said that she wants to hire a new attorney and asked for my help. That's what he told Wood. And so Wood's office called Lori's attorney, the lead attorney, Archibald. Archibald, and said, hey, this happened. Just wanted to let you know this happened. So then Archibald, who probably is really regretting his life decisions at this point, (laughs) contacted Mr. Means and said, hey, just wanted to let you know that these guys let me know that this happened. Mm -hmm. So what looks like happened is he jumped in that hopped up Jeep and raced to uh, Lori's side as fast as he could and asked her what the fu, because, you know, Here's the thing. We're not actually clear in this filing whether she was trying to fire Means or Archibald or both. We don't know. Right. It's not actually clear. But, you know. Because we don't actually know what was said. Because this is Lori, who is a lying liar from Lyersville. Yes. And Lori says, well, my counselor in here made me do it. She made me do it. She put me up to it. She made me make a call and she made me tell him all this stuff. And that's what happened. Okay. So he files this big freaking thing. It's 20 pages long. (laughs) What Lori told him. You know, Lori, Lori, who is, you know, being charged right now with murder in Mm -hmm. multiple Um, cases in more than one state. Lori who is currently deemed not uh, capable of coming to court because she's a little too bonkers at this point. He just went and put his whole political or his whole uh, career as an attorney on the line with this filing because of shit Lori told him. Based on her word and her word alone. Mm -hmm. So let's look at the brief a little bit because uh, Lord on (laughs) <laughs> Christ on a cracker, Lord on butter. I don't know what to what say. What was he doing with all the quotation marks? Like, uh, yeah. Uh, so here's, ahead. these are the motions. The motions were for the state to disclose communications, including but not limited to Brady violations disclosures. Motions for criminal depositions. Motions for out-of-state subpoenas, because he wants to subpoena Daniel McConkie. Motion for disqualify Idaho Department. Oh, motion disqualify Idaho Department of Health and Welfare. <laughs> you know, a blanket person. disqualify the entire Department of Health and Welfare. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell does that even mean? But also, <laughs> motion disqualify Idaho Department Health Welfare. Me, Mark Means. Me, Caveman. <laughs> right. Uh. And any oh my any for further relief as discovered through the above motion production disclosures as become evident. I don't know what the hell that means. I'm guessing the court doesn't either. Mm-mm. 
All right. So at any rate, we know what happened. Uh, he says, on or about 10, 15, 21, I met with defendant Mrs. Daybell in person at the committed site under control of Idaho Department of Health and Welfare. During the discussion, it was brought to my attention of unethical and possible illegal activity, discussions, disclosures, and manipulation of the incompetent defendant. See, Mark, you're telling us she's incompetent, but then you're telling us that she's spilled quite the yarn to you that you have taken uh, with, with, yeah. And if she's able to call up and shop around for attorneys, how is she not competent to stand trial? Uh, yeah. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. So he says prior to meeting, Lori was and is currently being treated by a clinician there, uh, believed to be employed by IDHW, believed to be. Okay. What, well, this person is sneaking in the side door and doing the Right, yeah. <laughs> Hereby identified as NC. He says that clinician and defendant were engaged in watching. This is where all the air quotes come in. Yeah. Why? Again, Grammarly is $29.99, Mark. Watching. It's in quotes. Like, supposedly? I... Mm -hmm. I yeah, I don't know. The, the transfer of trial motion regarding defendant Mr. Chad Daybell. Okay, fine. During the hearing... Sounds exactly like stuff that would happen in the hospital with a defendant like this, yeah. Sure. During the hearing, NC recommended to the defendant that she contact the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints legal counsel to discuss her case and possible obtain legal counsel to assist her instead of state appointed public <clears throat> what yeah he was typing this out so fast he had to get a file as soon as possible he didn't have mm -hmm. a chance you know to you can just see this have a sign out of his fingers and the smoke coming out of his ears oh yeah yes there's a an addendum here that says uh it is abundantly clear that the improper disclosures and communications between defendant and NC have been made are in violation of the defendant's due process rights and irrelevant to her treatment, air quotes, while in the control and custody of Idaho Department of Health and Welfare. Let me, okay. let me tell you something, okay? Because as a social worker and experience in these areas, that counselor did not give her legal advice. No. A hundred percent. Lori said, I'm not sure that I have the right attorney. I don't know if I'm getting represented correctly. I think maybe I should see if the Mormon church will help me. Mm -hmm. And what did the counselor do? Gave her the phone number because she asked for it. Mm -hmm. Right. They did not give her legal advice. Trust me. They know not to. Yes. They know it would ruin, you know, they could be sanctioned for that. They did not right. do that. This is Lori spinning mm -hmm. it to Mark so that it doesn't sound like because right. Mark was confronted to fire her. him. Yeah. 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 The golden vagina is shining brightly here. Oh my god. She's manipulating the hell out of him and he's falling for it. And Still. honestly, that is probably the biggest reason why Mark Means should be removed from Lori's case. Because he is under her spell. He falls for her bullshit over and over and over again. Right. That's why he's not a good attorney for her. It is. But part of that too, you guys, think about the therapy that they're trying to provide this person to bring her back to reality. 
She believes that Mark Means was her angel baby in another lifetime and right. that he's here to save her. Right. So part of their therapy and part of their trying to bring her back to reality is also trying to help her to get real about her own attorney. Mm-hmm. And her situation. Well, and this is this is likely her wanting to get rid of Archibald because Archibald has taken Mark's place. Yeah, and could be, could be. <laughs> Sarah, <laughs> he has got to be one of the biggest fucking idiots I have ever heard about. <laughs> yes, Sarah. Yes, he has. Right? Indeed. <laughs> so, oh. oh my God. Mark says that the counselor gave Lori homework. And it's likely that a counselor gave Lori homework. That's mm-hmm. a part of therapy frequently. Mm-hmm. And that the, the homework was to make this phone call. Yeah. And that she absolutely had to. They made her. It was homework. She had to do it. Okay, let's yeah. talk about a couple of things. Lori doesn't do a goddamn thing she doesn't want to do. No. We know this to be true. So yes. first of all, no. Even that if it was homework. But no. Obviously, there's more to this than Mark wants to admit. Yeah. And the more to this is that Lori is concerned about her legal counsel. Lori doesn't like what's happening here. Why the hell would anybody encourage her to call the Mormon church? He's trying to claim that the counselor must be Mormon. So he told, told her to call the Mormon church. Why would she do that? Why would she tell her to call the Mormon church? Knowing well, if you're a Mormon, right. And you're familiar with this case at all. A, you know, damn well, she's been excommunicated. Right. You know that. People are excommunicated for a lot less. Yes. Two, you would not make that recommendation because it wouldn't make any sense. No, that is, they're they're not going to do anything. They're not going to help her. She has, um, unfortunately, shined a very negative light on them. They want to get distance from her. They've tried desperately to. There's no way, even if the counselor is Mormon, that she... Mm -hmm told her and pushed her and pressured her to do this, it makes no sense at all. No. No. And if you want to change your practicing attorney, Mormon knows you that. Actually have to talk to your attorney. Yes. That's the only place is to tell your attorney, look, I don't think this is working. Can I ask can I ask for someone else? And she's gonna get told no. Mm-hmm. But at no point is Daniel McConkie or any other attorney that represents the Mormon church going to represent her for free because <laughs> that's the bottom line here in a he state where he's not money. even legal to practice right and and she has no money she's this is public defender land yeah no this came from her and then she spun it to mark because she wanted to manipulate him they're picking on me and they want me to not have you as my attorney and you're mm-hmm. the best but you know all the shits mm-hmm. all the shit that she does but you're my blue-eyed angel, baby. And he has bought all of it hook, line, and sinker. I am dying laughing over this. Mm. So so here's a little more of the brief. The counselor took the recommendation further, air quotes, and then provided the defendant with the direct telephone number to contact LDS Church Council. Again, if they called McConkie, they called his law firm. People, right. Not the Mormon Church. Order 
that this was a part of the defendant's homework for her treatment. And clinicians then no, checked no in with the defendant to ensure this assignment was complete. Right, because Lori said, I want this, I want to do it. And counselor is trying to help her, you know, get real and probably was like, okay, go ahead and call them. Uh -huh. Go ahead and call them so they can tell you no, you know, right. so that you get it. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, did give her the assignment because, yeah, mm -hmm. they're trying to snap her back to reality. <laughs> right. So they probably did want her to call the church so the church could tell her, uh, we don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. Uh, she told her it was a good idea, air quotes, to call the LDS Corporation. And then throughout the entire rest of the brief, he refers to the church as the LDS Church slash Corporation. It's a dig. It is. It's a huge dig. And I mean, it's not untrue, frankly. However, yeah. What is that? Why are they getting dragged into this? They didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> they've wanted to get away from this shit for quite a while. Yeah. Now, they wanted nothing to do with this bonkers mess. It, it just cracks me up. Wrapped right them there. By the, yep. <laughs> Suddenly they've become a victim of this situation. And it's like, mm -hmm. uh, I, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in an, a footnote, he says the de defendant in her incompetent state believes that the homework, air quotes, by the IDHW is mandatory. Uh, well, it probably is. Uh, previous experience. I mean, she she can say no. She says no all the time. Give me a break. She can. Uh, he also says that the clinician Googled, air quotes, googled supposedly the number what this means right. supposedly right mm -hmm. mark means does not know what that means mm -hmm. yes googled the telephone number in front of the defendant to provide her with the appropriate number again yeah she probably did Aaron, mm -hmm. make the damn phone call figure yeah. it out yeah find out what yeah yeah this is a fuck around and find out situation mm -hmm. go call them and see what they say Again, the telephone number was Googled by NC and provided to the defendant. Yeah. What in the hell is with all these, the air quotes? Oh. Yeah. And then he finally says, it is unknown whether the attorney is currently employed directly with the LDS church slash corporation or is one of many legal counsel for said corporation. Mr. McConkie is believed to be only licensed in the state of Utah and was aware that the defendant was incarcerated at the time of the telephone call. Yeah. Well, and no shit, Sherlock. Why wouldn't he? Everyone okay. knows that. So here's what he says about the telephone call. Again, this is Lori giving this uh, information to Mark, right? Yeah. Sometime soon after this mandatory homework assignment was issued to defendant, to defendant, and the LDS telephone number was provided to the defendant, defendant called LDS Church Headquarters in Salt Lake City, Utah. <clears throat> defendant spoke with a female receptionist and asked to speak to LDS Church Legal Counsel. Receptionist asked whom this was, air quotes, <laughs> And defendant disclosed that she was seeking legal assistant, assistance with her criminal case and her name was Lori Vallow-Daybell. First of all, 
What do you think that receptionist thought? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what the hell's going on here? That's what that receptionist thought. The receptionist then transferred defendant to an attorney believed to be one of the many LDS Church Corporation legal counsel, a Mr. Daniel S. McConkie. So let's pause here. McConkies are famously representatives of the Mormon Church. That's very well known. Yes. Let's talk just a little about the McConkies. The McConkies own a firm in Salt Lake City called Curtin McConkie. And yes, McConkies have been attorneys for time immemorial and worked closely with the Mormon Church. Uh, Bruce R. McConkie was an apostle for the Mormon Church. And even Daniel McConkie apparently has a son, Daniel McConkie Jr., who practices law in Illinois. They're all over the place. He apparently at one point was a law professor at BYU, though he's not currently on their... uh, Mm on their uh, roster, or roster, on their uh, list of uh, employees. So I don't think he's there currently. Uh, but he, when if you Google him and LDS Church, there's a lot of uh, cases that come up that he was involved in. Yeah. Uh, one of which, you know, and this, this I would really get means a scope, a goat, goat, goat is that uh, years ago in one of the sex abuse cases. So there was a case out of uh, Salt Lake where, a bishop was giving people in his ward phone num- a phone number for a marriage counselor that he knew that he was sending them his way. Well, it turns out this guy uh, was, one, not a licensed marriage counselor, and two, roofing and raping his clients, his patients. Jesus Christ. And in the trial, the bishop was subpoenaed to testify about why he was referring this person and what was said and, you know, what the situation was behind that. Mm-hmm. And guess who jumped in the middle of it and refused to allow him to, uh, and, and gave him counsel to disregard the subpoena because these were protected ecclesiastical conversations. Uh-huh. Daniel McConkie. Mm-hmm. Remember that letter that came out a year ago that Mark was so mad about from the church saying, uh, you know, if you are subpoenaed, you need to call and talk to the church attorneys before you do anything else. Mm -hmm. Guess who was involved in that? Daniel McConkie. Daniel McConkie. Now, interestingly, in this brief from Mark Means today, he references that, but says that it came out in August of 2021. He includes it at the end of the brief. And it clearly came out in August of 2020, but he just cannot get his shit straight. No. So that's what we know about Daniel McConkie. He also, this is what their website says about him. Mr. McConkie is a member of the firm's insurance section and the litigation section. He has over 27 years of experience in risk management, insurance defense, personal injury, and products liability. Also, he has an extensive background in criminal prosecution and defense. He possesses extensive trial experience in both federal and state courts, representing individual insureds as well as political subdivisions of the state of Utah. Mr. McConkie is recognized as one of Utah's legal elite and as a Mountain State super lawyer for insurance coverage. So, Understand, this is the person that Lori called. This is the person who has tons of experience in 
this very thing, right? Right, right. In now, criminal cases. imagine for just a moment that what Mark is saying here could actually be true, okay? So what he's saying, and again, this is apparently what Lori told him, is that she introduced herself to Mr. McConkie by name and made Brady violation disclosures under the guise that the church was her friend and was there to assist her in both temporal and spiritual matters directly regarding her current criminal state of affairs. Mr. McConkie bragged about his 30 years of criminal litigation as a prosecutor. Bragged. That's definitely a means word. Mm -hmm. Was it in quotes? It wasn't. Hold on, though. We're getting there. It really happened. It wasn't supposedly. (laughs) And told the defendant that he knew every detail of her case, air quotes. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Every detail. Mm -hmm. 100%. This led defendant to make disclosures she would not have made without these assurances. Oh, sure, Mark. Of course you know that. Mm-hmm. Mr. McConkie, as legal counsel for the LDS Church slash corporation, never advised defendant of a possible conflict of interests that he was not licensed in Idaho to practice law, possible Brady violations, impossibility of his representation of her in her Idaho criminal matter, nor that his conversation with her would not be protected by attorney-client privilege. That's what she said. Mm -hmm. Defendant believed it to be protected confidential, be protected confidential by rules of the spiritual world. Even as a crazy person, (laughs) I'm pretty sure Lori can tell the difference between her bishop and her attorney. Yeah. Thinking that there's some kind of spiritual guidance protection here. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. Defendant describes Mr. McConkie as eager, air quotes, to discuss her case. (laughs) Only after certain disclosures were made by defendant, Mr. McConkie told her that he would assist her with finding an attorney that could legally practice law in Idaho and possibly provide her assistance with her matter. Mr. McConkie said he would get back to her, air quotes. Mr. McConkie never got back to her. (laughs) I'm sure Mr. McConkie was like, what in the hell just happened? I think Mr. McConkie didn't know what to think. (laughs) Well, he probably called the prosecutor because he didn't know who else to call. If she didn't tell him who her counsel is, he called the prosecutor because that was he knows they're involved in the case. I mean, right. And needed them to know this was happening. Yeah. Right. Like, come on, man. In the footnotes, uh, he says that McConkie knew that she was currently residing in air quotes in the state of Idaho with the state of Idaho criminal litigation issues, air quotes. <laughs> what the hell? Yes. <laughs> So he air says, quotes will never be the same for me again. <laughs> instead of getting back to her, air quotes, but instead called Prosecutor Wood to discuss the matter and conversation. Oh, the matter and the conversation and disclose statements of the defendant. He doesn't know what McConkie said to Wood. No. 
Sometime after this conversation between Mr. Wood and Mr. McConkie, Mr. Wood called attorney Archibald. We don't know what sometime after. It could have been that day or the next day. But of course, he's going to make it sound like it was like six months down the road. It wasn't. Right. It was immediately. All of this has happened within the last two weeks. Yeah. So, you know. Mr. Wood called attorney Archibald. Archibald. Mm. Can't even spell it correctly. That's real flattering. Yeah. To disclose minimum. Okay. I'm doing air quotes now. God damn it, Mark. <laughs> it's contagious. To disclose minimally this conversation, limiting the conversation with Mr. Archibald that the defendant had only told Mr. Mr. McConkie. <laughs> Mr. Mr. McConkie. Ooh. Is he, is he forming an 80s band? <laughs> There's so much wrong with this paragraph. I can't even. But. So she only told Mr. Mr. McConkie that she wishes for a new, air quotes, not stated appointed attorney. Not stated. Not oh, stated. Okay. I think that means state. Probably. Um, However, uh, good luck, lady. Where's your money? <laughs> Unfortunately, Lori, you'll be broke to the bone. Mm. <laughs> absolutely kills me, you guys. I can't even with it. Okay. Following this conversation between Mr. McConkie and defendant, defendant told the Idaho Health and Welfare NC that she made said phone call, at which NC said, good, air quotes. Defendant then relayed to NC at a later time that she had told her legal counsel, Mr. Means, of the encouragement to call the call and the conversation. NC's response was, no, you didn't, in air quotes, and was described as having a concerned look on her face. Well, I'm That's sure the attorney, right? Like, so you want to change attorneys, so you're trying to get help to do that, and then you tell your attorney you're trying to do that. Uh, I'm sure the, the counselor was like, well, I thought you didn't want this guy anymore. Why would you tell him the truth? You know? Mm-hmm. Also, let's get clear. Lori can call anybody and tell them her whole story. She could call Dateline tomorrow and do that. Yeah, that's certainly her right. That is her right. Even if she is where she is. I mean, she's not I mean, in it, prison. It, she's in jail. It's it a could different potentially thing. not be used against her because she's currently deemed incompetent. But mm -hmm. she certainly could do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, defendant has a publicly spelled wrong well-documented obsession with the LDS church slash corporation and this her controlling belief of its divine origins and truth in religious matters. To the point that the LDS church and its legal counsel and the like can control and manipulate the court system, judges, prosecution, and the like in this very case. That's quite the accusation, Mark. That's that quite really the accusation. Is. Well, and here's the deal. That's not true. No. Lori believes in Chad and mm -hmm. his bullshit. Right. She's, she, they well, said. And, herself, in, and her in, bullshit. Right. They've said in communication that they have moved beyond 
the church. They have moved right. above it. They've moved beyond the prophet. Mm-hmm. No, she's they not weren't wearing their garments anymore. They, they weren't following were, the rules at all. They were trying to cause earthquakes to uh, knock the church buildings down in Salt Lake City as right. punishment she, because they were the prophets now. She doesn't see them as some authority or anything. She no. sees Chad that way. Right. He goes on to say this imbalance and or unrealistic belief of defendant appears to have been purposefully used against the defendant to engage and or act against her own self-interests and without supervision of her attorney, Mark L. Means. This behavior... So this was all a setup. This was all a setup, you guys. All a setup. This behavior by those with power and authority over the defendant are believed to have engaged in unethical, legal, and psychological rules of ethics, possibly illegal actions and or violations that drastically, spelled wrong, affect the due process rights of the defendant. These behaviors are, as they appear, are abhorrent and blatant manipulation of the incompetent defendant. Are you freaking kidding me? This is some kind of setup mm-hmm. because that clinician in the state hospital wants to be fired. No bullshit. This is a game also, created by Lori. Why would they set any of this up? They're winning, right? They're winning. They don't mm-hmm. need to set any of this up. No. The prosecution has absolutely everything they need to put Lori in jail for the rest of her life. And if they don't, Arizona will. Right. It's they, It's so stupid it to is. infer that they would even have a need to do this or that they would. No. But, but again, this comes down to means hates Prosecutor Wood, wants to get him removed, as though that will mean that Lori then will not be tried for first-degree murder because mm-hmm. I don't care who the prosecutor is. Uh, yeah. She's being tried for first-degree murder. Now, here is a footnote that I think is very interesting and telling. Again, how much, uh, what do you think that uh, Archibald thought last night when this came out? Oh, for Because I'm guessing he had no idea it was going to happen. Oh, I would imagine. I would imagine last night he was punching holes in the walls, but. Oh, yeah. uh, Listen to the footnote. Mr. Archibald, with a D this time, good job, Mark, got it, is believed to have called is believed to really isn't he your co-legal counsel right to have called and spoke with mr mcconkey after disclosure of said conversation by mr wood to mr archibald i have never had mr wood nor mr mcconkey contact my office to discuss this matter mr mcconkey stated to mr archibald that he had limited written notes from the conversation Right, because it was a very brief conversation. According to Wood, he called and said, hey, this happened. Lori called our office. She said she's trying to seek new representation. Wanted to let you know. And that's what Mr. McConkie says, too. That's what happened. But Means is like, no, she told him everything. And then he called and told the prosecutor everything. First of all, Mark, they already know everything, for Christ's sake. Yeah, get a clue, dude. But also... Archibald is the lead in this case. He doesn't owe you anything. And that's why they called him. They called the lead counsel. They didn't call Mark because why would they? Right. 
He goes on to say, furthermore, the LDS Church Corporation, oh, corporations this time with an S, mm -hmm. has embedded itself into this case by way of its public statement dated 8421. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark, that was 8420. <laughs> he did it again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and has incentives to disavow connection between the defendant and its church corporation. The statement of, I know all the details of your case by an attorney with 30 plus years of experience to an incompetent defendant with LDS ties plays on defendant self-evident irrationality and belief in LDS church corporation doctrine and leaders. <gasps> What the hell? <laughs> I, I have, I don't that know. statement doesn't even make any sense. I feel like we should be day drinking while we're reading this and all I've got is water. Mr. McConkie has made himself a witness. Ooh, Mark loves it when people make themselves a witness. Ooh, yes, to, they do. To this matter, as well as open the doors of the LDS church slash, slash corporation to be obliged to produce all internal slash external memorandums, notes, emails, recordings, texts, voicemails, and the like regarding their dealings with the state slash prosecution and the defendant. It is all his fault because you know what he did? He answered the damn phone. <laughs> That's his, oh my God, he should have known. <laughs> In addition, the prosecution has been allowed to attempted manipulation, allowed to attempted manipulation. What? of essential witnesses with the use of LDS Church Corporation scripture, LDS language, and LDS positions of power, including but not limited to essential witness Melanie Gibb, David War Warwick, and April Raymond. This includes informal court proceedings. What? 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 <laughs> Now we're going somewhere totally different. Yeah. He's okay. He was day drinking when he wrote this. That's mm -hmm. what I knew there was some day drinking in here somewhere. Yeah. Also, also, if we had been doing an air quotes uh, drinking game, we would both be dead right now. I'm just saying. likely. Yes. Yes. Well, our grammar uh, and punctuation would definitely descend to the level of Mark Means. I'm afraid so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, first of all, yet again, a whole paragraph here because I know all the details of your case, which is what Lori told him that McCoy right. said. I mean, whatever, whatever that even means. Yeah. Now in the footnotes, please note that discovery is ongoing and it is believed that Mr. Wood has stated to multiple crucial and essential witnesses in this matter that he was or is a bishop in the LDS. Oh, God, we're going to do this again? Yeah. The judge is going to laugh this shit right out of court, especially mm -hmm. if they speak to her clinician. And if they do, we will never know because that is definitely mm -hmm. protected information. But I'm sure that clinician has got something to say about this. Mm -hmm. They will get subpoenaed. And they, let's see, how does this work? They get subpoenaed. They cannot subpoena their notes but they can speak from memory. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mormon Mad lives with Mr. Mark, right? <laughs> yes. LSD well, Church, yes. Let's finish it up. So it strains credulity to ignore the facts that the LDS Church slash corporation 
and its legal counsel are possibly involved and or working with the state prosecution, Idaho Health and Welfare, at least in this instance, to manipulate defendant to be forced and manipulated into statements against her interests. These behaviors, if true, are clearly unethical and possible illegal activities to undermine defendants' constitutionally protected rights. Again, it's a big conspiracy. They all teamed up. They had a meeting and they were like, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to trick Lori into calling somebody. There you go. The Mormon church, whoever that would have been. The Yeah, sure. And, and, Mm -hmm. and just health and welfare. Let me tell you, Mm -hmm. that is a giant entity in the state of Idaho that, you know, just health and welfare in general, like (laughs) it's the stupidest Mm -hmm. thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm -hmm. Entirely. But uh, yes, a detailed and exhaustive investigation. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm already exhausted. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. The judge is also home punching holes in the walls. And Wood. Can you imagine? Wood is like son of a bitch. He had to this have known. again. When he got that call from McConkie, he had to have known. Oh, yes. Freaking great. Yeah. Going to get sucked into some more means bullshit. Yep. And exhaustive investigation into this matter is a must for the defendant's rights and to expose nefarious activities of persons elected or appointed to pursue justice, not manipulate an incompetent defendant into submission is required and requested by order of this court. What? Oh, for God's sake. If you think anybody is manipulating Lori, you've got another thing coming, bro. Yeah, dude, you are the person being manipulated here. Uh, this is so much yikes, I can't even. This is uh, just her opportunity to create some drama, man. She loves stirring that stuff up. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't had a chance for a while. And this gave her the shot. <laughs> so here's what he wants. Motion for state to disclose communications, including but not limited to Brady violations disclosures. Motion for criminal depositions and out-of-state subpoenas. And the first motion on that, uh, A, deposition of Mr. Rob Wood, prosecutor and witness. (laughs) Again, (laughs) making him a witness because he answered the friggin' phone. (laughs) What else was he supposed to do? Oh, my hell. He also wants uh, a deposition from Mrs. N.C. or any other agent of IDH or Idaho Health and Welfare involved in this matter. Out-of-state deposition and attorney of attorney and witness, Mr. Robert McConkie. Um, I'm th- sorry, I thought his name was Daniel. It is. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a Robert, though. So now whoever Robert McConkie is, he's screwed. Because now he is an, un- you know... An unwitting victim to this bullshit as well. Mm-hmm. Any other LDS or persons that were privy to conversation between McConkie and defendant, whether on the call, air quotes, between McConkie and defendant or spoke with McConkie after the fact. So anybody McConkie told that Lori called him, they got to come too. I'm not sure if that's Robert or Daniel. 
Maybe it's James, whoever Maybe that it's is. Bruce, pretty sure he's dead. We'll Bruce, get a he's dead. Here. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Authorization and issuance for out-of-state subpoenas for all of the above to the LDS Church Corporation and or its agents, state prosecution or its agents. I, I Forgive me if I'm wrong. Is Mark trying to subpoena the, uh, the prophet? <laughs> <laughs> because some receptionist answered the phone? <laughs> oh, please. I want to see that deposition. <laughs> Real and bad. then number three, motion disqualify, motion disqualify Idaho Department of Health and Welfare. Disqualification of NC and any other Idaho Health and Welfare official agents from treatment, uh, treatment, <laughs> air quotes, and or involvement with the defendant. Wait a minute. Mark, you're the one who wanted her to go there. And they're going to disqualify everyone? Yeah. So is she going to live under a bridge now? And they're all disqualified from treating her. Yeah. Okay. Order issuing orders of conduct for Idaho Health and Welfare officials and or its agents to protect the defendant and her rights. Oversight of defense counsel for future treatment and the like provided by state prosecution and or its agents, including but not limited to Idaho Health and Welfare. So now the defense counsel, they, he wants an order for the defense counsel to be in charge of Lori's treatment. And he wants to be in charge Again, of the state prosecution and its agents. <laughs> trying to get a hold of control over her treatment because as mm -hmm. he is pretending to be an attorney, he is also pretending to be a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. Like, what the hell does that even mean? Mm -hmm. <sighs> it means that he wants to control Lori the way he claims that they're controlling Lori. Mm-hmm. So his his connection to her and relationship with her is so inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And that's probably part of her therapy. Mm -hmm. Not trying to give her legal advice, but her they're trying to help her get clear on what's appropriate and what's right here. Right. So here's the end of it. And I will actually say this is the one part of this that I definitely am on board with. Furthermore, defendant hereby objects to any ex parte or sua sponte sealing of this matter. The state prosecution has routinely filed motions to seal as a tool that was historically used in rare and unusual circumstances to resolve issues that may be, he says maybe, it should be maybe, two words, Mark, of a sensitive nature. Defendant hereby objects to any attempt by the state prosecution to seal this matter as it should be resolved in a public forum. So he wants a hearing that is wide open for all the world to see. And the judge is going to say, we can't really do that because this has to do with her HIPAA rights. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is, if they did allow it to be public, which please God, let them let it make it public, please. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if they do, Mark can then come back and argue that her HIPAA rights have been violated. Right. You know, he, he's on both sides of this coin. He's just lying. In well, wait. because he wants the whole world to see what a victim yeah. he is in all of this. This isn't about her. This is no. about him. Mm -hmm. He got his little feelings hurt. The LDS church is so threatened by Mark means that they're trying to force him out. Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah. Oh, he's just as delusional as Lori is. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Camille said they seem to be building up their whole case on distract everyone so they forget about the real issues. Yeah, mm -hmm. the dead kids in the yard. Yeah, remember yeah. them? Tammy, who mm -hmm. was murdered for just being married to gross Chad Daybell. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron said Mark has his head wedged firmly up his own ass. <laughs> Robert Kitten says, Mark has a new gig writing stand-up comedy for the judge to enjoy. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the judge looking at this? What in the hell am I supposed to do with this shit? Oh. Yep. Yeah. He fancies himself the ringmaster in the circus, but he's clearly the clown. Yeah. Well, he is. Holy and moly. he's been backseated. And, and that's, he's pissed. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get himself back out in the front again. Dude's got quite the ego, doesn't he? Oh, my God. But just reading through this brief, just all of the inaccuracies are just hysterical. And it wouldn't be that funny, except for it just keeps happening. Yeah, it's just endless. Everything he writes is full of typos and shit that doesn't make sense. And, and now day. we have to add the air quotes. What in the hell is with mm -hmm. all of this around mm -hmm. all kinds of crap? Mm-hmm. Yep. The wrong dates kills me. Yes. But you can just see foaming at the mouth, typing the shit out as hard as he can go, you mm -hmm. know, and, and not even bothering to proofread it. I mean, no, clearly no. It was way too important. You know, must be filed immediately. Mm -hmm. I'm getting picked on again. Yep. He's single handedly bringing back the court jester. He really is. Mm -hmm. So he does include, and we won't read this because we've heard it before. He does include the uh, letter that the church put out on August 4th, 2020 mm -hmm. about involvement in legal proceedings and his uh, response to that. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, was creepy. It was. It was totally. clearly about this case. Mm -hmm. It came out in the community where it happened. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was. It was definitely creepy. Mm -hmm. And it definitely did smack of don't cooperate with the police, which is not okay. Yep. Now, here's the big question. One of them. There's a lot. Mm -hmm. Starting with what the actual hell, but let's go a little deeper. This case has stayed. Right. Can he really drag them back in court again about this case? There's been talk that he can't, and yet. Well, but he's talking about her rights being violated. Mm -hmm. And so it's po it's probably that they can, mm -hmm. but I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. But all of this is based on Lori's word. All of this is based on what she told Mark happened. Yeah. All of it. Did he not pause for a half a second and wonder, is it really in my best interest to file this? Does this make sense? Is it possible that this isn't true? Is there a reason why Mr. Archibald didn't file anything regarding right. this? Did he stop for any moment and ask himself a few questions about this before he flew into retaliation mode? Did he? No, clearly no. no. Clearly no. Yeah. Definitely no. So, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, but there you have it. I mean, that that's what happened. So now we will wait. We're assuming the judge is going to be ordering, uh, you know, a hearing here shortly, or he won't. Well, and there but may be a response 
coming from the prosecutor's office because I can only imagine how pissed Wood is about this. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, you know, and we've heard this before uh, from attorneys that, you know, follow this case, that this kind of behavior, this constantly trying to get someone disqualified, this constantly trying to prove that somebody was violating something, is very much uh, a civil litigation thing. This is what civil attorneys do in cases to try to discredit somebody, disqualify something. This isn't what happens typically in criminal law. I mean, I can't count the amount of times now that I've heard Scott Reich say, I have never, ever seen anyone file this or do this before, right? Right. And he'll say that again about this. He's going to say, say what now? You know, (laughs) because what? But at any rate, yet again, Mark is showing his complete lack of ability to be involved in a criminal case. Civil is where he belongs, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this constantly trying to get the prosecutor disqualified is just laughable. Well, it is because it it changes nothing. The prosecutor, the, the charges don't go away if the prosecutor changes. Like the case is all here. The charges are all here. Wood can yeah. prosecute or someone else can. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's all still the same case. Mm-hmm. I have to say, too, though, just going back to the whole the, the initial Lori called church headquarters and asked for legal counsel and they transferred her to McConkie. I have a real problem with that right there. Yeah, did that even happen? Question, did that happen? Or did they give her a phone number? Because Mm -hmm. he does not work for the church. He represents the church in various matters. He is in private practice. Yeah. That part of the story, I think, would be easy to shoot holes in. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, to throw, uh, to to tear holes in this brief right and left isn't going to be hard to do because, some of this stuff just doesn't track. Besides no. the fact that, that at the end of the day, we're taking the word of someone he claims to be incompetent, and yet also we should trust everything she says. But also she's incompetent yeah. and easily manipulated. But also if she said yeah. this happened, it's what happened. I mean, come yeah, on, he can't have it both ways. Definitely talking out of both sides of his mouth. And that is just, it's not going to fly. No. And ultimately, she initiated the phone call. Yeah. She did this. No one did this to her. She made a phone call that set off this whole thing. Yeah. And this idea that it's a conspiracy between the prosecutor's office, the Department of Health and Welfare in Idaho, and the Mormon Church. Mm-hmm. Or an Are attorney that sometimes represents the Mormon Church. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like nefarious guys, nefarious yeah. doings going on here. Nefarious has to go on the next bingo card. That's all I'm saying. Uh, nefarious does. Well, and just in general, air quotes. quotes yes. Yeah. I've never seen them used so prolifically and incorrectly in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this would be like editing a paper from a junior high student, you oh. know? Yeah. No offense to junior high students. You're still learning. Yeah. This dude graduated from law school and passed the bar somehow. How? I think his ex-wife graduated from law school. Yeah. uh, And he somehow by luck passed the bar. 
I, I'd be interested to know how off, how many times he had to take it, but whatever. Yeah. None of my business, but it's so crazy. It is. Well, the cases aren't split up yet. No. Actually, the judge is trying to not split up the cases. They don't no, want to split the them up. The judge really doesn't want to, but they haven't actually had a hearing on that yet or ruled on it. Mm-mm. No. It won't have. They, Chad isn't their good boy anymore. <laughs> they kicked him out. They don't want anything to do with him. No. But I know, I know that uh, Chad's attorney really wants to separate the cases, but the judge really does not want to. No, and Lori, oh, no. Lori's attorneys and, don't want to either. And you're right, Robbie. Robbie says there's no, and I mean absolutely no, separation of church and state in Utah, nor there is there in Idaho. Oh, agreed. 100%. Oh, 100%. 100%. But in this instance, the church doesn't want anything to do with Chad and Lori. They, they've flipped on them. You know, you're mm-hmm. in or you're out. and They are out. Very much so. And I mean, the only reason there's any involvement here at all is because Lori called them. Mm-hmm. This would never have happened at all had she not made that phone call. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But a few things that will continue to crack me up, calling the church, uh, the LDS church slash corporation kills me. Yes. Uh, and also, <laughs> Prosecutor Wood slash uh, witness. witness. Yep. He has tried so hard to make him a witness. Maybe this is his moment in time. Right. Poor Wood yeah. just picks up the phone and then suddenly he's a witness. Like, I think you might be right, Robbie. I, it's an interesting conversation. We have wondered before, why Why did they come to Rexburg? Why did Chad and his family move to Rexburg in the first place? Their family was all in Utah, but they came here. Well, of course, uh, Chad's brother does live here, but uh, he said, you're right. They are out. I believe that's why Chad relocated his family to Rexburg. This uh, Springvillians wouldn't tolerate his blasphemy and hereticism. I think you're right about that. I feel like they, it was kind of one of those had to move kinds of situations. See, I did it again. My God. <laughs> I have to tie my hands up. Been um, infected. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was one of those had to move kinds of situations. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah he wasn't even chosen to become a bishop. Right. No. no. But Woods was. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, no, we could do this all day. <laughs> right. Well, that's it, you guys. I mean, that's what we know. That's what came out. We will be watching for a statement from the prosecutor's office about this, uh, potentially from the church about this, though I would imagine they're just going to stay silent. I uh, and we'll see what happens. There may be a, tr- a hearing, and if there is, we'll be here for it. But For sure, but, you know, it's very likely it'll be sealed. Yeah. Even though Marky Means doesn't want it to be because he wants the shame of the prosecutor on full display. Right. But does the lead attorney in this case want it to be sealed? I'm going to guess yes. Lead attorney even want this to happen? No. No. He didn't file this. He wasn't going to file this. Mm -mm. He knows damn well you shouldn't have filed this. Right. Yep. Exactly. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. So we'll be back at seven o'clock tonight for the psychic hour. And until then, we are out. So you guys take care. Thanks for being here. Have a good afternoon. This has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, guys.